Welcome to a brand new episode of Highly Recommended for You, a music recommendation podcast featuring me, my name's Joel, and Britt. Hello, Britt. Hello, Joel. Britt and I are operating in an entirely new form this time around. Uh, This is the first episode that we've recorded in a real long time. Uh, And since the last one, we have uh, both of us moved uh, and are living in different states. So I'm recording from Studio A in Coburg. Britt, where are you coming from? I'm coming from the warmth of my bed in Launceston. It is very, very cold here. Yeah, Tasmania has a reputation for that. Melbourne's bad enough. Tasmania takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, it's like it's like three degrees. I'm snuggling up with a wheat bag in the shape of a unicorn. That sounds very comfy and totally appropriate. It's also rainbow. Excellent, even better. Yeah, extra warm and extra comfortable. You've been listening to anything good lately, Britt? Yeah, um, in my car, I've had the last Shadow Puppets new CD just on repeat for several weeks now, and it is amazing. I love it so much. It's it's echoes of the previous album with a little bit of Miles Kane's solo stuff has become very Shadow Puppetsy, but also a lot of it reminds me of uh, Alex Turner's work on the Submarine soundtrack. I was thinking the same thing when I heard it the other day, and that Submarine EP was really good. Oh, it was amazing. It's one of my favorite records of all time, and so I'm really, really enjoying this Last Shadow Puppets record because it just reminds me of that. Excellent. Yeah, uh, Alex Turner's definitely going to be one of those artists who will just continue to be interesting well into his senility. Like, I can't imagine what he would be like having gone from like that sort of thrashy pop punk of the early Arctic Monkeys to that like almost Black Sabbath riffing on um, AM to, to like really cool crooning of Last Shadow Puppets. So, really interesting character. Absolutely. And incredibly sexy. Damn straight. I I have more than once taken pictures of him uh, as references for haircuts. And each time the hairdresser has been like, that's a bit optimistic, mate. And I'm like, fair enough. (laughs) Which which era did you take the Uh, pictures from? One of them was a little bit Teddy Boyish. I think it was sort of around or maybe a little bit before AM. Um, Okay. Like sort of in a phase of wearing just like black t-shirts with shortish sleeves. And he had this really great roll on the top of his head. And Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And you're just like, I can date this by memory. I know exactly what era we're talking about here. Oh, yeah. Well, just because otherwise, if you were going for the um, first album sort of haircut, that's not not great. But then you sort of move forward. And when he had the long hair with a bit of the curling at the end, like oh, in the yeah. Cornerstone video clip. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Alex Turner's hairstyles. That's I, I could make a documentary about that. <laughs> There's almost as much progression in that as there is in his songwriting. I think there really is. Maybe there's a connection it all ties between in. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I would like to see that documentary. Just try and draw the connections. Whereas the uh, the haircut led the music and vice versa. Well, I think that's my next project. So maybe we'll put a pause on the podcast for now, and I'm just going to go off and study hairstyles. Yeah, I don't want to hold you back. Godspeed. All right. Um, so what have you been listening to? <laughs> um, I've, I got back into an album that I loved a lot earlier this year. Uh, an artist named Lucy Dacus put out an album called No Burden. Uh, she put it out independently earlier this year, but it got re-released on Matador in June, I think it was. And she just recently did a Tiny Desk concert for NPR. And that popped up in my social media streams. And I was like, oh my God, like that album has been one of my go-tos for this year. I've listened to it more than just about any other record. Uh, yeah. I've raved about it to a lot of people, but that uh, that tiny desk 
reminded me just how young she is. She's like 21 and I'm old enough now to resent 21 year olds for being young. And especially when they come out as fully formed and talented as Lucy is. Oh, it's frustrating. But... Oh, absolutely. How dare young people be way more talented than we were at their age? Or she's got like, she's 11 years younger than me and she has at least 15, 20 years of talent on me. Like there is a big, big gap there. Yeah, it's it's not fair. I, I agree completely. The worst thing about, yeah, sort of getting older is when you realise that you're not young anymore and therefore you're not the young prodigy that you once thought you could be. Yeah, oh, that's it. I've, I've reached an age where I, where I have to give up the idea of being a young anything. I could maybe yep. just scrape in as a young writer. I think I've got like another two or three years of that. But uh, Depends who's classifying it. That's it. It's such a, such a murky boundary. I'm running out of time oh. to be young is what I'm getting at. But yep. in spite of all that uh, grudging uh, resentment, that uh, Lucy Dacus record is sublime. It's incredibly strong, confident songwriting that... I really feel like it's someone who, like, I expected her to be a good 10 or 15 years older. She sort of yep. has that sort of Sharon Bennett and quality of someone who ha- like, who knows their identity well enough that they don't need to impress people or show off show off in any way. It's, oh, wow. It's quite restrained, solid songwriting all the way through. Uh, and I, I love, like, it's, it's quite... Um, Quite so- sober music in ways, but uh, in terms of the tone, it's a very Americana, um, Americana by way of PJ Harvey kind of deal. She's oh yeah, she's not someone that I have an easy reference for, uh, but um, sort of slower paced guitar led sort of rock stuff. Um, it's hard to summarize her neatly, but she has a, a nice sort of way of uh, dropping in some some wry and funny lines every now and again, uh, a bit of bleak humor and a bit of wit that uh, really just makes it sparkle it's a fantastic record and one that i have uh every intention of buying when it comes out on uh, vinyl in a couple of weeks time so big fan of, of lucy nice i'll have to check it out yeah well, i hope our listeners do too because uh, i really i really like her work and it's one that i've been trumpeting a lot and i'm sure a lot of my friends on facebook are bored of me talking about her but i won't stop <laughs> but anyway we're not here for my music uh, we are here to give uh, our listener and my dear friend Rachel uh, some recommendations for music. Rachel wrote to us some months ago, uh, and I have to apologize for the delay in getting to her, but uh, she wrote in and gave us three songs, uh, as anyone can do. Three songs that uh, give us something to uh, that we would use to give her recommendations from. Her three songs are Nicki Minaj's Anaconda. My Anaconda don't! My Anaconda don't! Which, as she says, uh, yes, I know I'm late to the party on this one. Anaconda came on my radar when I was compiling a high-energy workout mix to help ease my torturous gym visits. As the owner of a big booty, I've always loved Baby Got Back, and Nikki's wordplay is equally wonderful here. Also, for some reason, hearing where my fat ass bitches in the club is a great motivator on the elliptical. I'm here, Nikki, working out that fat ass. I will just flag, I am super white, and if anyone doubted that, you all just heard me read Nicki Minaj lyrics out loud, so uh, I have now underscored that. Next on Rachel's list, uh, another hip-hop-inflected tune uh, is the Hamilton soundtrack, which, Britt, I know you and I have both 
got a lot of love for. Oh, absolutely. Rachel's chosen Stay Alive in particular off that soundtrack. so despondent I have taken over writing all his correspondence Congress writes George attacked the British forces I shook back we have resorted to eating our horses saying you know how in love I am with Hamilton right now I haven't been this obsessed with a musical since my early 20s it was so hard to choose one song from this impeccable album but I went with Stay Alive because it's just so goddamn catchy and engaging I just keep coming back to it it marries musical theatre with rap so perfectly while propelling the story forward. Also, Charles Lee's line, I'm a general, Wee makes me laugh out loud every time. And it is a very funny line. And last but not least, a bit of a left turn musically. Rachel's last pick is a track by Taco Cat. The track is called Psychedelic Quintinera. She says, my latest earworm actually discovered this band after seeing a flurry of Facebook statuses about Taco Cat doing the new Powerpuff Girls theme. I liked their name and went to trusty Google to learn more. For me, this is their standout track on NVM. I love their Riot Girl sound and feminist lyrics. And she quotes one of the lyrics here saying, she won't wear her teenage tiara, but she will party like a queen. Now, Rachel, uh, I am very glad to hear you loving Taco Cat. NVM is a killer album and I'm very keen to recommend you some tracks based on that stuff what about you Britt? is there anything that springs to mind for you based on those three? Oh wow like where do i even begin she's gave, she's given us a lot to work with she really really has and i think i would like to start with I mean, let's let's talk about well i'm going to talk sort of about hamilton but more about lin-manuel miranda because this is one of the very, very rare instances where I feel like I'm justified to say that I liked something before it was cool. Oh. I know. I am always incredibly, like, behind the... Is, it, is behind the ball the phrase here? Behind the times? Behind the times? Behind the... Be, I don't know, behind... Not on, not on the ball? Yeah, 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 maybe not on the... Not on the ball. I feel like there's there's some sort of idiom here that i'm missing we, 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 um, but we we get the feel i think we all know the feeling of um missing all the the big stuff that everyone's excited about oh absolutely i i didn't download instagram until years like we're talking like five or six years after it became a thing i i don't jump on bandwagons in the early stages at least i very very rarely do but i studied musical theater at uni I did a couple of musical theatre electives and we actually studied uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's first Broadway musical, In the Heights. And when we were studying that, our tutor played us a clip of um, a performance at the White House where Lin-Manuel was premiering uh, a piece from his upcoming work about the life of Alexander Hamilton. Oh, and yeah, I actually, I don't know. I was just so amazed that when Hamilton became like a cool thing, I was like, wow, I knew about a cool thing. I knew about it before it became a cool thing. That is amazing. You, you and Obama knew about it at the same time. Yep. And like, I, I wrapped this dude's work in my uni class. You've, you've I, got I legitimate did, credit here. I did this whole thing. It's yeah, I'm a street light choking on the heat. The world spins around. 
while I'm frozen to my seat. I can't remember the actual words. Because <laughs> um, my parents came with nothing, but we got a little more. And sure, we're poor, but yo, at least we got the store. And it's all about the destiny they left with me. Yeah. Uh, it's that's Those aren't even the words either. But well, Look, it sounds pretty impressive to me. I, I have not heard In the Heights. And it's something that I do mean to check out, but uh, it's, it, it sounds lyrics, incredible to me. There's words. Yeah. Like his his lyrics are too fast and clever for me to keep up with, but at one point I did bother to learn them. And so the song I believe is called "On Washington Heights." It's from the musical In the Heights, and that is my recommendation based on Hamilton because it's written by the same guy, and of course it's awesome. Lights up on Washington Heights, up at the break of day, I wake up and I got this little punk I gotta chase away. Pop the grade at the crack of dawn, sing while I wipe down the awning. Hey y'all, good morning. Ice coffee agua, paricha, china, cherry, strawberry, and just for today, I got mame. Oye, que negüero, como esta? Como siempre, señor Usnavi. I am Usnavi, and you probably never heard my name. Reports of my fame are greatly exaggerated, exacerbated by the fact that my syntax is highly complicated. Cause I immigrated from the single greatest little place in the Caribbean, Dominican Republic. I love it, Jesus, I'm jealous of it, and beyond that, ever since my folks passed on, I haven't gone back. God damn, I gotta get on there. Oh. But what's uh, what's on Washington Heights like? What's the why does that stand out as a track? Um, so it's the kind of title, I guess it's the equivalent of the title track for this musical. And it's about this, uh, community, this of, um, it's, it's a community of immigrants living in, I believe, New York, and they're all from, um, Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic, and they all really strongly identify with their backgrounds. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is very closely linked to Miranda's actual uh, experience. I, I believe so. And there are so many thematic links between that and Hamilton, I find. I would be very curious to hear that. Hamilton, is, as, a, as a libretto, is very dense with references. And I'm sure uh, that Miranda is uh, open to in, including his own references. So uh, I'll have to have a listen to that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just think it's cool. My recommendation is not necessarily the song, but just like the whole musical in general, because it's amazing. We just start with that track and work our way down. Yep, just just, just go through the whole thing. Excellent. Well, the first thing that I have in mind is inspired a little bit by Hamilton and uh, a little bit by Nicki Minaj, so bringing a little bit of... Uh, feminist hip-hop stuff to the front uh, as as rachel said in her email to us initially uh, she's not usually uh, a big hip-hop person she said she's surprised that there's two hip-hop songs on this list uh, and you know, asked maybe if she could uh, if we could find her some more feminist hip-hop now i am happy to admit that this is not my area of expertise i know a little bit about this stuff and i've done a little bit of reading specifically to find something for rachel but this is your chance, listeners, uh, to add to Rachel's playlist. All of these playlists for episodes are available on Spotify and they'll be available for you to add stuff to it. So if you've got great feminist hip-hop that I, uh, Britt or I don't get to, please tell us about it. Uh, and if you want to tell us about it before the episode's recorded, one thing we've done a little bit differently with this episode, and we'll talk a little bit more about it later, we put the three songs that Rachel chose up on our Facebook page, which is brand new. Uh, it's just facebook.com slash hrfypod and you'll be able to see all the songs f- for the next episode and make recommendations in advance. So 
if we had been a bit more organized and given people more time, we might have had more feminist hip hop recommendations. As it is, we'll have to go with my limited knowledge. And the number one, if you want feminist hip hop, I have to imagine that the number one person that jumps to everyone's mind after those words is Missy Elliott. She put out a track, uh, I think it was late last year or early this, uh, called WTF, Where They From. Uh, it's a Pharrell produced track, and it is absolutely huge. Uh, it is a massive, massive hit. I don't know about a chart hit, but it's a killer song. Uh, really big bassline, really big bouncy track, and uh, very good both as a feminist hip hop anthem and as a workout anthem. So if you're going to be uh, moving on the gym equipment, I don't know any gym equipment, this is a good song for it. you got to recommend to Rachel Ritt? Okay, well let's 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 move away from the hip hop train because I really that's I, I would love to know more hip hop. As you've already said, if people have recommendations for us, please, please, you can add to our Spotify playlist or you can jump onto our Facebook page and just leave us recommendations. I'm really open to learning a lot more about feminist hip hop and awesome booty shaking tunes for gym workouts or other occasions that might be more applicable to myself. But I, I, yeah, I really don't know anything else in that sort of spectrum. So let's move on to this Taco Cat song that Rachel uh, sent in. I somehow I'd, I'd missed Taco Cat. I just hadn't noticed Taco Cat. But wow, I'm I'm so glad that they came up in this because it's always great to discover new music. I mean, the feeling of discovering new music is just the best kind of feeling. It really is. Um, what Taco Cat got me thinking about is that really '90s girl rock group kind of vibe yes wonderful era. um absolutely which reminds me of a band i actually discovered recently in a youtube clip from like a fashion blogger i think she was doing one of her like looks of autumn or looks of winter mm. where they just film themselves standing against a wall wearing different clothes i don't know i don't know why i watch these <laughs> It's terrible. I discovered a nail polish video channel the other day and it started to consume my life. And it's bizarre because I never put any effort into painting my nails. I don't know why I started watching someone else do it. And it's the same with these fashion videos. I'm terrible at dressing myself. And so I sit there and watch other people do it. And I guess I think that maybe I can ascertain the knowledge through like a I don't know, like osmosis or something. Just absorb it. You become an expert in, in nail polishes and such. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the song, which was more distracting to me than the actual fashion being shown off, was by this British band called Milk Teeth. And they've been on the festival circuit around Europe this past European summer, this current European summer. It's still going. They've been playing everywhere, all over the shop. And yeah, the song is called Vitamins. And it's just got that energy that 90s female fronted energy that more and more bands are actually bringing back now which is absolutely awesome because it's something that disappeared for a while and i'm really really glad it's returned it's very much back in fashion and sounding really good 
Their band name has the word in there, but that song has teeth. Like, that's furious and just so intense and wonderful in, in that. Maybe not quite in the sort of Heavens to Betsy mold, but uh, maybe one of the more direct descendants of your Slater Kinneys and such. Yeah, it kind of it reminds me a bit of, like, Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt, that was what I was trying to think of. Absolutely Veruca Salt. Yeah, very, very bitey. Yeah, with the teeth. <laughs> no, but the crunchy wild stuff. I'm definitely going to listen to a bit more of that. What else have you got? Well, I had a couple of other uh, Taco Cat related ones as well. That is a, as, as I said, Taco Cat are a favorite of mine. Uh, that NVM album is one that I still pull up probably about two years later. It's full of good songs. Personally, I think that the, the standout track on the album is one called Hey Girl, which is a really surprisingly funny uh, take on street harassment, but done with a really cool tune. It's literally just talking about like construction workers yelling "Hey, girl!" at you, and it's somehow really fun, and then really frustrating, and then really fun again. But yeah, Taco Cat, big favourite of mine, uh, and so that led me to a few other bands. Most significant of which uh, is actually a, a much older older band. So before your traditional Riot Girl sort of mid nineties breakout, uh, yeah, you had much older bands like the Shop Assistants, who are very much in that same sort of way, like a little bit. Uh, a little bit twee, a little bit of fuzz there, um, a lot of sort of like jangly guitars and fuzz pedals, not quite the same uh, force or uh, boldness, I guess, as someone as a band like Milk Teeth, but uh, a nice presence to it and a, li- a nice fizz that uh, that I really enjoy. And, and much like Taco Cat, really strong pop hooks. Uh, and the song that I chose to recommend to Rachel is a song off their album, Will Anything Happen? The song's called I Don't Want to Be Friends With You. And it's a really sweet kiss-off song. And I, I like songs that sound sweet and are also saying, please go away, I don't like you. of the shop assistants as per usual you've pulled out so many bands that i don't know and it's awesome that's you know that's the reason we do podcasts like this because it not only gives the listener you our faithful listener a chance to discover new tunes but it also gives me a chance to discover new tunes oh joel's pretty much heard of everything i'm learning stuff too there's lots of good stuff lots of good stuff that people have sent us that i have not heard and i have to I don't have to, but I sometimes choose to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. And sometimes that's not entirely true. 
and I don't want to pretend like I'm an expert on everything. I've got one shop assistance record in my collection, uh, and that's because it was on a clearance sale at work for a dollar. And I thought, I like the cover of that. And it turned out to be really neat. So sometimes it's just circumstance. Yep. Now, now my question for you, do they wear matching clothes? I don't think they're a matching clothes kind of band. Why do you ask that? Because I'm just kind of imagining them all in these like 1960s costumes. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't think they were quite that high concept. They were sort of like that, that mid '80s uh, sort of twee explosion stuff where bands like Tallulah Gosh. I think the Raincoats were about the same sort of era. Um, definitely the Pastels. You're just making noises. You're just <laughs> you're making up band names right now. I mean, I I can join in. Oh yeah, you know <laughs> the the. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> You've made a promise and you can't live. I'm looking. I'm looking around the room. The mirror doors. Oh yeah, the mirror doors were all over it. The laundry hampers. Absolutely. I feel like the laundry hampers is a very credible band name for that that particular era. Like there was a band called the Poo Sticks who was around the same time. Yeah. So laundry hamper is a p- particularly legitimate name in that context. But just like mid '80s British stuff. Um, the sort of bands that gave rise a few years later to Bell and Sebastian. Bell and Sebastian were very much influenced by um, by bands like The Shop Assistants, Pastels. During a massive blank, I can see the cover of one of their albums. The lead singer's first name was Calvin, uh, not Calvin Harris. And I, like magazines like NME and Tiger Beat and all of those ones, it was very... Uh, very, very cool in the mid-80s sort of thing you'd hear on cassette mixtapes uh, by people who wore um, big puffy anoraks and were a little bit self-conscious and awkward around other folk. But very, very uh, sweet era for music uh, and particularly with shop assistants. Nice little bit of uh, grit to uh, to leaven that sweetness. Hmm. Uh, like that... If I'm now to take a recommendation, if I'm now to sort of give a recommendation based on your recommendation, yeah, um, I'm now thinking of the Long Blondes. Oh yeah, absolutely, Long Blondes, very much in the the shop assistant sort of tradition. Because, I mean, they're one of those bands where I heard Once and Never Again on the soundtrack to probably Torchwood or some some British TV show in the sort of late 2000s. Maybe maybe it was Skins. I don't know. But um, I heard that song once and it was enough for me to go, oh, I need this album. Okay. Who is this band? Where can I find this? I need this inside me. Mm. It's a good album, and, that album too. Like top to tail, hit after hit. Yeah, it's it's just it's fun. It is really fun. It's very very fun. It's the kind of music you put on while you're like in the kitchen and you need to dance around. And and with like such sharp lyrics as well that you can dance around and be moving to the 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 energy of the music and then realize that it's really like vicious uh, attack on an ex-lover or something like that. It's wonderful. Yeah, and you learn some very valuable life lessons. Yeah. I believe. Like I I think some of those lyrics taught me a lot about life. I think my favorite is like, "You're only 19, for God's sake! You don't need a boyfriend." Yep. That that's genuinely good, 
direction for 19 year olds. It really, really is. I, I wish I'd had that advice given to me at 19 because I certainly thought I needed a boyfriend. Yeah. It's very clear that that's what you need, and it would be nice for more bands to be like, chill out, it's not that important. It really, it really would. That's, I guess, let's put this out there. Bands, please write more songs with advice for stubborn teenagers. They need it. They do. They do. More than anyone, teenagers need music and music about living properly and how to get through being a teenager. Maybe, maybe someone should start one called Don't Get a Credit Card. <laughs> that's that's a song we need. Um, that, that, that could be an album title. Put some money in your savings account. Um, so they're, they're not going to be a particularly cool band, this band. But And no, you don't need a Bing Tang singlet. <laughs> that That's not teenagers. That's just everyone. Yeah, because that's not really teenagers. I don't. I don't know. I don't own one. I've. There's probably teenagers who who have them, but not exclusively teenagers who should steer clear of that. No, well, that's just life advice for all involved. Yeah. All right, back to the subject at hand. Okay, music recommendations. Yes, go. Well, what what else have you got, Britt? What else have you got for for Rachel here? Okay, so looking back through my notes, um, Hamilton got me thinking about other sort of semi-obscure slash weird uh, musicals. Not that Hamilton is obscure, but it is kind of weird in that it's quite different to most of the things you find on Broadway. Absolutely. Um, And something else that is very, very different um, is something that I discovered when I was in France. I believe it was in 2007 when I was visiting my old exchange family. There was this musical that was massive in France at the time called Mozart the Rock Opera, mm-hmm. where they remixed Mozart's music into something that vaguely resembled a rock opera. Divine, condé de libertine, ce soir je viens m'inviter dans ton lit. soundtrack from FNAC um, while I was over there and then it didn't have the song I liked on it. What good is that soundtrack then? It was very confusing. I I think maybe there are two soundtracks. Maybe my French wasn't good enough at the time to work that out. I'd somehow forgotten that the fact that the song says Allez bien, c'est bien sur la fin over and over again. I'd forgotten what the title of the song was. Obviously not that. I... I don't know what the song's called. I, I just assume it's called C'est bientôt la fin. My French is not really good enough to guess that. I'll take your word. I haven't heard it since 2007. <laughs> but I still, I remember it and I remember they're walking. I think they're on like the streets of Paris or something. Why are they in Paris? Mozart lived in Vienna. 
I feel like when you're getting into a rock opera, you can't be too pedantic about the historical accuracy. I'm also not sure whether it was about Mozart. I didn't, I don't actually know what many of the lyrics meant. My French has improved greatly, though, so I really should look it up and give it another go. I would be curious to see with with a wiser head and a, and a bigger vocabulary how uh, how Mozart the rock opera stacks up. Yes. Anyway, um, I'm sure you have some far more suitable recommendations now. Well, I, look, I don't have any uh, classical composer slash rock opera hybrids. I've got nothing in that vein, so uh, I'm sorry to let everyone down in that way. It's disappointing. I do have one other track that is kind of in the um, the Nicki Minaj vein. It's not really hip hop. If anything, it's more like R and B sort of soul inflected uh, track. It kind of like a couple of our other tracks has a bit of a '90s throwback feel, but to uh, uh, artists like Lauren Hill and some of the more sort of radio, like the top forty friendly versions of Lauren Hill. So that that sounds like a backhanded compliment. It's it's not. Um, this this song is a track uh, track by an artist named Lizzo. Who, when we uh, when Britt and I last spoke, I had just heard the name and been like, "Oh, I should check that out." Uh, and months have passed, and since then, uh, Lizzo's tracks, "Good as Hell," has become one that's just my go-to. Uh, if you need a good like, if you need something to like kick you out the door in the morning, "Good as Hell" is a really great example. Especially, I've not been through any relationship breakup, but the entire subject of the song is like basically telling a woman who has been through a relationship breakup to uh, just like to shake it off and be be great. And I love it. It's nice. got so much so much joy to it and so much swagger. It does feel very 90s, like the sort of funky drum pattern that uh, comes in under the chorus. And the production is quite spare and has that sort of, I don't know, I can't quite place, but a a little bit uh, outdated almost kind of feel to it. But in spite of that, it is undeniable. It is such an uplifting track and uh, have have a quick listen to it. I do my hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? be my anthem i like i feel like that would be like a really good i it, it this is again back in a compliment it seems like a really great bit from like a, a movie where and this is like a trope of the films so i'm not uh calling not reducing lizzo to that but the trope of the film is the sassy black friend which was especially prominent yep. in 90s rom-coms i feel like this song is like built in a laboratory for a scene like that where a sassy black friend walks in and tells her probably a little bit too uptight probably white friend that she doesn't need the guy that she's been seeing anymore and that she's better than that and to you know go be amazing and that's the song that they play and it works no matter how bad the script is no matter how bad the acting is this song sells that scene because that scene 
that that song is so damn good. It's so empowering. Isn't it? It's crazy. And I'm so not the target market for it, but I love it. I just feel like someone needs to follow you around with that song on a boombox. Absolutely. Yes, this is a perfect boombox track. Maybe that's why just, it's produced the way that it is. It's just boombox ready. Oh, that's that's so cool. Yeah, big fan of that track. I've been playing that a lot for my own personal enjoyment lately, and uh, I hope that Rachel gets some enjoyment out of it too. I'm sure she will. I mean, especially if she actually needs that sort of encouragement right now. I don't know what your life's like, Rachel, but... Yeah, whatever your relationship status is at the moment, this is a good song. Just You can apply it. Maybe it's not about your relationship with a man. Maybe it's actually about the brand of bread you've been buying. Brand of bread. That was I was expecting you to say, like, you know, maybe a job or something else. But bread, could you could also be declaring to that bread that you are better than it and it's over. Well, look, sometimes five is just too many grains. <laughs> you've broken me. You've broken me. I'll never hear that song the same way again. Oh, yeah, no, I can't. I can't. I can't top that. Uh, all right. Do you have any more uh, bread or non-bread related tracks to recommend, Rachel? No, but I think you've got some more. Look, there's, there's plenty more. There's a few more on the playlist, but I don't want to overwhelm Rachel and our listeners with uh, everything. So you can absolutely, absolutely jump on Spotify. The link will be in the notes for this episode and see the playlist that we have put together for Rachel and a few other tracks that we didn't talk about on the show. Uh, some extras there, uh, some Colleen Green, some P.S. Elliott, some Jean Grey, uh, Lauren Hill, as I already mentioned. A few tracks to check out there. One that you will see on the playlist that did not come from our brains uh, is one that came at the very last minute. And thank you uh, to my very good friend, Caitlin, for coming through in the in the dying hours, the 11th hour, uh, and recommending a track for Rachel uh, via our Facebook page. As I said earlier, we are opening up those recommendations for our audience to contribute to have a say uh, as as Britt put it to enforce their musical tastes on other people via that facebook page and caitlin made a recommendation based on uh, on rachel's selection of a hamilton track and as caitlin very well pointed out one of the stars of hamilton in addition to lin-manuel miranda is david diggs who plays both lafayette and thomas jefferson and who is probably my favorite performer on the show and he has in the show, uh, if you've heard the song Guns and Ships, I'm pretty sure there is a period there where he has set a record for the most number of words in a space for a Broadway performance. I don't know what the numbers so on that are. Fast. Something like 30 words in 19 seconds or something. It's probably something much more than that, actually. That's really slow now that I think about it, but it, it is quite brisk. Uh, but as he pointed out uh, on a Jimmy Fallon interview, it's not really that fast for hip-hop. Like, hip-hop goes faster than that quite frequently and he demonstrated live on Fallon and my jaw fell to the ground because well, he's an incredible technical rapper but also has a really great way with lyrics so Caitlin's recommendation was to check out something from his sort of noise rap project called Clipping and uh, I will absolutely 100% back Caitlin on that that uh, most recent uh, album uh, sorry they put out an EP Clipping put out an EP called Wriggle just recently and the intro track off that if you are a fan of Hamilton, if you are a fan of David Diggs in Hamilton, it is a spectacular outburst. Like it's like a minute long uh, of like gunfire fast syllables, all of which are clear, distinct, and have a very explicit meaning. Uh, and he plays with expert timing, speeding up and slowing down the, the pace of his delivery and of the story that he's telling. It is a 
total it is a legendary track he is an amazing artist and amazingly skillful and this demonstrates that in great detail the bulb in the street light flickering a little bit. I hope the bitch don't burn out. It's the last beating heart in the city in the darkness. It's something you don't want to know about. When it hits, there is no turning back in. So better act like you have no doubt. Don't speak. Just run, motherfucker, because the guns in the gutter going to bust till it ain't no grout. And it's heavy when the walls come down. Fuck a levy living underground. Look around. It ain't no lost and found. You find yourself lost. You're drowning. And if you can't swim, then you're back in with the rats and the cracks in the foundation. And the fact that you're down doesn't matter. Make a sound. If it shatters everything you ever knew, you're bound to find a way out. Got to find a way out. Ain't a hideaway. You bout it, bout it, a bouncing the night away. Ounces and grams of the make of a man. And they saying the maker is making the plan. So you better get in when you fit and you finna do what motherfucker you not you right in the bucket with all of them trying to crab your way up to the top where the loneliness kills about as much as the pills everybody is waiting to pop and everyone feels up on all their thrills and still be a fiend for a drop and if you've been here before you know that really this all that it is and next to the lunch in the backpack you pack a brand new strap for the kids it's clipping b- wow yeah right it's a hell of a thing just wow I, I say this a lot about performers like musicians in general i don't have a musical background in terms of creating so i'm often blown away but my god every time i hear that track my jaw just drops it is it is baffling to imagine a human being able to move that fast let alone articulately and precisely uh, tell a story oh. my one proviso if you do check out clipping uh, as a hamilton fan be, be, be warned that there is a great deal more swearing uh, as as intros uh, 50 seconds will will demonstrate it's a lot more swearing uh, and they do there is far more imagery that is traditional to hip-hop than you might have experienced in his uh, <laughs> hamilton career so there are songs about guns violence and a lot of other things so it's not uh, the family listen that the hamilton soundtrack would be and it's also uh, they sort of refer to themselves as noise rap uh, in the sense that they don't use traditional uh, beat making sources. You know, everything's sourced from uh, ambient tracks and different things that uh, provide that same beat. It can be quite aggressive and abrasive. Intro is purely vocal, but some of the other tracks have got some quite noisy elements. So be warned going in there that it is an intense experience, but they are an incredible band and it is well worth pushing through that initial response sometimes to uh, to really enjoy the technical mastery and the the lyrical i hate to say lyrical genius because it sounds like a, like an 80s hip-hop line but they are incredible lyricists incredible performers and producers so thank you caitlin for uh for reminding us of the amazing clipping that was the nicest possible way for you to say oh he says motherfucker a few times <laughs> well look i am uh very white and i'm also very well raised by my mum. i don't swear much uh, I swear fine, but I don't often say motherfucker, and it doesn't come out of my mouth naturally, as I just demonstrated. So, <laughs> Motherfucker is one of my favourite words at the moment, which is bad, because like you, I am incredibly white, and I sound like an idiot <laughs> when I say motherfucker, but I can't help it. You, know, you, sound, you, sound, you sound more at, at ease with it than I do. I'm just too repressed to make it sound natural. Also, you work in an environment where you can't swear freely. This is true. This is true. I work in a creative office where certain words are just, they just become part of your vocabulary, whether they have been in the past or not. Okay. I'm imagining your workplace being like the thick of it or something like that now. Sometimes. Not not on air, obviously. No, but no clearly not. I've been working on the news. Can you imagine if the news actually sounded like the thick of it? <laughs> I, would, I would be way more interested in watching the news if that was the case. Oh, I would, I would absolutely watch that. 
I want Malcolm Tucker to present the news. Yeah, we just get... He can do the sports report. Oh, no, I just want him doing politics. I don't, I, I don't want, like, the, the minister visited this thing for once. It would just be him demolishing it and, and making fun of it on air in that wonderfully uh, densely sweary way. Now, I've actually had a, re- uh, a recommendation come through on Twitter by someone who clearly doesn't understand that when I link a Facebook page, <laughs> you need to click through and make the recommendation there. Okay, well, it, the thing it's, is, it's, it's early days still. This is still quite she's, fresh. She's clearly clicked through and seen the list, though. Okay. I, I don't... I don't know. Anyway, maybe I'll keep it anonymous. Let's keep it anonymous. We won't name and shame. Stop shaming this person. Yeah. Well, look, we, we appreciate um, the contribution at the very least. It is it is easier for us uh, if it's all in together, but absolutely all contributions are welcome. Indeed. So what, what, but, sorry, what is this contribution that the uh, anonymous Twitter person has delivered us? Uh, it is the song Candy Store from the soundtrack to the Heathers pit? musical. You've come okay. so far. Why now are you pulling on my dick? I'd normally slap your face off, and everyone here could watch. But I'm feeling nice. Here's some advice. Listen up, biatch. I like looking hot, buying stuff they cannot. I like drinking hard, Max and Dad's credit card. I like skipping gym, scaring her, screwing him. I like killer clothes, kicking nerds in the nose. If you like the Well, that sounds like a five-star recommendation to me. What about you, Britt? Oh, absolutely. That's, it's got all of the sort of female-driven energy and attitude of, you know, your taco cat, plus it's a musical. Yeah, this is stellar work. I think our Gosh, an- anonymous commenter might uh, be taking over my chair. This is, this is uh, outshining us. That's better than what I came up with. God damn yeah. it. See, this is this is why we're asking you, uh, audience, is because Britt and I have only got so much uh, experience in the world that we can we can only know so many things. There are universes out there that we cannot possibly know. I I knew there was a Heather's musical. I had no idea the music was this damn fine because this is a like I don't know how would you describe it, Britt? It sort of feels like a a fifties throwback to me. Like there's a, a greasish quality to it, but it's got a, a lot more menace than anything in Greece ever had. I feel like it's like they took those like all girl nineties pop punk groups and then Broadwayified their music. That sounds like a good description. Especially like getting used to Hamilton as a, a non Broadway person. I can hear those same uh sort of old fashioned stylings and the staging actually. This sounds very ready for the stage, so even if it didn't say the musical after the title Heathers, uh it would be pretty clearly uh, designed for performance on stage. Hmm. Well, yeah, that is that is a fantastic recommendation, and that is exactly the sort of stuff that we would love to hear from you uh, with each and every episode. So, if you are keen enough, and if you have these sort of musical insights or any sort of musical insights, we want a whole variety of suggestions. 
jump on the Facebook page. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at HRFYPod, or you can just search for us in the search bar. We'll probably turn up. Give us a like, and we will, uh, in the run-up to each episode, as Britt and I are preparing to record, we'll put up the list of songs for each person's uh, selections, and you'll be able to offer your suggestions as to what we should have on their playlist. It's a really great way to share some stuff that we might not have seen, like the Heather's musical. Uh, and I think this episode would have been weaker without it. So thank you, Brit's anonymous friend on Twitter. Uh, you have done us a great service. Where else can people find us uh, if they want to reach us, Brit? Well, we, we do have a Twitter account, which I believe is at HRFY Podcast. Yes, we, we are yep. definitely not rusty at this. Um, but everything else is at HRFY Pod. Yes. And by everything else, I mean email and Facebook. Yeah, that's, that's enough everything. The email is at gmail.com. That's hrfypod at gmail.com. And Facebook is on Facebook, as has already been iterated many times. And on any of those mediums, be it email, Twitter, or Facebook, you can send us three of your songs that you are digging at the moment uh, for us to consider and recommend you some new stuff. We've got a bit of a backlog and Britt and I are busy folk, hence the totally unreliable release schedule, but we are hoping to be a bit more organized and get some more episodes out in the not-too-distant future. So send us your send us your song selections and we will do our best to recommend you some new tunes. Absolutely. Well, this has been another episode of Highly Recommended for You, a musical recommendation podcast with Britt and myself. It's like Pandora, but with more talking because we know that that's what everyone loves about Pandora. Send us your list of songs if you are keen to get some recommendations. Otherwise, we will see you again at some stage in the not-too-distant future, hopefully with a brand-new episode and new recommendations for someone else. Thanks again for this, Brit. Thank you, Joel. It has been a pleasure having you here and a pleasure to make this podcast for you listening at home. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you again soon. Farewell. <laughs>